Welcome to Amazon Seller Insights. This is John Tilly, the CEO of Zonguru. This is a series where we chat to experts who are crushing it on Amazon. A quick shout out for Zonguru. Zonguru is an all-in-one toolset for Amazon private label sellers, a world-class, powerful toolset to help you scale through data insights and automation. Check us out at zonguru.com and start your free trial. If you'd like to get access to the latest 60 hot products that you could sell on Amazon right now, check out our link at zonguru.com forward slash get forward slash hot dash products right now and get access to a beautiful ebook where you'll get the most amazing products and why they sell on Amazon all for free. Check it out right now. Today we have a cool, cool guest up in Vancouver, John West. Welcome. Yes, thank you. This is the Amazon Seller Insights Podcast. Oh, You're no. on the wrong one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I thought it was on Shopify Masters. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you have because it's way, way cooler, way better. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, you, got, you guys will get the joke in a second. But yeah, Jordan West, uh, you know, he's the, the founder and CEO, I guess, of, of Mindful Marketing. Um, and, you know, we'll get into his, his story in a second, but essentially he uh, brings professional expertise to uh, e-commerce brands outside of Amazon. So those on Shopify, really how to, how to tackle that market, how to tackle that platform uh, and scale. So it's going to be super interesting to dive in and really talk about that use case of, hey, I'm selling on Amazon, but I want to grow beyond Amazon how do I do that? What do I look at? How do I validate? We're gonna we're gonna jump into a bunch of that stuff, which is gonna be super cool. So I'm I'm excited totally. for this because definitely um, not jumping the gun here, but if you're gonna create a brand, you have to scale beyond Amazon. It's a great place to start, but you wanna wanna grow beyond. So we can jump in in a second, but Jordan, give us give us the one on one. Give us the the sordid history of your life um, to until this moment, but you only have. Uh, five minutes to go. So go. Oh, five minutes. You're going to give me five minutes to talk about it? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you the whole story then. <laughs> so maybe I'll- two. Maybe two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. I'll take five then. Uh, so. <laughs> So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about kind of how I got started in business. And I think that a lot of you are probably going to resonate with the story. So I was 23 years old. I really wanted to get into business. I was a paramedic at the time and I was, I was looking uh, on Craigslist and I thought, I want to buy a business. My family was always in business, but it was it was a strange family business. It was a mill um, that we still own. And they said, no, we don't ever want family coming in on this. And I'm like, ah, like you don't want me coming in or you don't want any family. So, so anyway, I, I took the hint and I was like, okay, I'm going to start my own business. So I looked on Craigslist and I found a Mexican chain restaurant and there was like three or four locations for sale. I'm like, this is amazing. Okay but wait, why are all these locations for sale? And I looked into it and they were actually going through a bankruptcy at the time. So um, so I thought, okay, well, you know, I could buy the location. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? I actually bought it, everything all in for about $35,000. I'm like, okay, wow. this is like no problem. Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I lose $35,000. Well, the worst thing was probably about more like $150,000 uh, by the time I was done and five years of my life uh, of running this store. <laughs> uh, many kilometers put it on my car. It was the best learning experience I can think of. And throughout that, what I was super, super good at was actually getting people into the store. So um, we tripled our sales throughout that time, still lost lots of money. I am horrific at operations. That is just not my thing. I'm a big believer in working within your strengths. And I I know that is not part of my strength. So every business that I've had since, I make sure to bring people in 
who kind of fill in those weaknesses that I have. Because uh, I think that that really, really helps. So fast forward to, I believe it was 2014, uh, we had our first child. She was about a year and um, she was still we were still doing cloth diapers at the time. Um, horrible decision again. Uh, you'll hear all of these horrible decisions that I've made so you don't have to make these same decisions. Cloth diapers is one of them. Uh, yes, when you have sir. kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> never we all tried have it. to try it. <laughs> oh, no, no. There's certain things you don't have to try. I did not try. My, my, my kid's seven months, so... Uh, I'm, I'm well aware of those options and, uh, you know, I, I, I made that decision very early on, but anyway, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my wife was, uh, came from a fashion design background. She, uh, she did really well in fashion design school. Wasn't really using it. She was doing some graphic design at the time. She thought, okay, I can make leggings. It's really easy to make a, a legging pattern. I can make them that actually fit over top of cloth diapers because people weren't making mm. leggings that actually fit. They were making them more for like adults that, you know, somehow kids aren't wearing diapers, you know, and so they would just fit them like that. So she made these leggings and brought them to some markets and people loved them. And then we got our first wholesale order and it was like $500. And we're like, oh my gosh, okay. A store wants these. And so she stayed up all night sewing. Um, fast forward, probably about six months. We've got some home sewers now and we're selling on Etsy at the time. And I asked her, hey, can we like create a website? On, and so I started to look, you know, through all the different options. I found Shopify. Luckily, I found Shopify at the time. Otherwise, I would have had to eventually migrate over. I mean, I, I don't think I would have. Uh, there, there's really no, in my mind, for, for the Amazon people out there, there's no other option. Anyway, <laughs> all that aside, we I started to run Facebook ads and and um, we would sell out of everything. At the, when I look back now, because we had a tracking set up, we had the Facebook pixel installed and I look back and our return on ad spend was like 90 at the time. For So for people who don't know and Amazon people, I don't know if you can get those kind of numbers on Amazon, on Facebook, you. you're, you're happy if you can get a return on ad spend of about two. Right. That's that's a really good benchmark to start at is, is about two. We were getting 90 at the time. So just absolutely doing incredible numbers on Facebook. But we were still like just this little small at home business. We had leggings everywhere. Um, fast forward to, to now and we're mid seven figure brand, uh, pretty well known in Canada. We're still in about 100 stores across Canada. And we really like that for brand recognition, those, those stores. Sure. Th throughout all that, my wife and I realized that we don't work super well day to day together, um, which I'm sure <laughs> that's yeah. not a surprise to a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, uh, and so I was super good at the marketing side and really good at driving traffic. And people would ask me constantly like, Hey, Jordan, uh, can you come and consult with us? And I would, and I'd just do it for free because I just love to do it and show people how to start building their brand online. And, uh, and then eventually I realized like, Oh, I guess I could charge for this stuff. So I brought a business partner in who is super operational. Uh, and, uh, and that was the birth of our marketing agency, mindful marketing, um, and we really haven't looked back, uh, since and, uh, and yeah, that's my, my business history up until now. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, um, um, yeah, just, just two, two key things, obviously, you know, that, that first business, you know, losing that money, but I, you know, I, I bet you if, if you were asked to do it again, you would do it because of what the lessons that you learned. And I think it's just a, a good parallel, like parallel for, you know, a lot of people who are concerned about like crashing it on Amazon and having this amazing business. And I'm like, you know what, even in the worst case, if it, if it isn't um, and you call it early um, so you don't lose that much money, the learning that you would get from that first product would just be 
insanely valuable and and set you up for your second product and third or whatever so i you know i'm sure that lesson uh, in that whole process helps you today even I, I don't even i'm not even sure if that lesson was worth $150,000 i think it was worth more than that right mm-hmm. i think of like like we did a launch yesterday um, and I don't even think I, you, you were on my podcast yesterday and, and during, while we're talking on my podcast, we did $135,000 in sales that day, mm. uh, on, That's on our so website. Cool. Right. So, <laughs> so like th- this is like, we actually do this stuff and, and really believe in it. And so like that $150,000 that we lost is kind of funny now to think about, right at the time. Oh my gosh, I was 28 years old. By the time I was out of this, I was still a full-time paramedic. I was painting houses just to try to fund all this stuff. Uh, and then at night, like I would be on night shifts and I would drive to my restaurant on a night shift as a paramedic while we're waiting for calls and do paperwork and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was stuff that I will never forget. And I think it's created inside of me, this empathy for other business owners out there, right? That you have to go through it. I, I think you really do. Like, I don't trust people who haven't had some sort of loss, um, because you haven't been through it yet. And until you you go through a loss, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of forcing you into that moment of, of, of uh, what are you really gonna do about it? And, and uh, it's good, good to hear, amazing story. Um, so, you know, today in terms of mindful marketing, how, how involved are you in, in the, um, the e-commerce brand um, and that side of the operations or, or does your wife handle that whole piece and you're purely focused on the kind of agency uh, side of mindful marketing. Yeah. So, so on the mindful uh, marketing side, I am the the founder and CEO. So I am like the one who is steering the ship there. As far mm. as day-to-day kind of operations, I am not in that at all. Uh, my business partner, Sean, takes care of all of that. Uh, we also have a head of sales, which is really nice. So my job is never selling to anybody. <laughs> um, I also run uh, an e-commerce mastermind, uh, which is just absolutely unreal. Um, we have a lot of eight, nine figure sellers um, within there. We actually have some Amazon people in there too, uh, which is a really, really nice mix and, and really allows for some great conversation back and forth between you know the Shopify brands and the Amazon brands, right? Um, so really, really cool stuff. As far as the, the day-to-day on the little and lively side, I just monitor the Slack channel and then come in once a week to talk about marketing with our marketing team there. <laughs> so uh, that actually really helps. I, I think one thing that I, I learned, you know, years back when I read um, the four-hour work week, which I really stu- still do believe in, I, I really do believe I could work a four-hour work week if I wanted to. I, I don't want to. I mean, I love doing stuff like this. That would only mean four podcasts that I could be on and and that's not fun. <laughs> so, um, but I really do believe that allowing your staff um, to make decisions is really, really important and not just going in and solving issues right away. And so we have that a lot of times, especially on the little and lively side. We don't have, you know, most of our employees on the mindful marketing side are all um, they all have degrees, right? And they they have a lot of experience in that sort of corporate world and and they know all of that. Whereas our employees at Little and Lively are a little bit younger and and aren't as good at solving problems necessarily. So one, just a, an off sort of piece of advice is let your employees solve problems. Don't be there right away to, to jump at their problems because you're not giving them the, um, the ability to be able to solve future problems for you. All right, if you'd like to check out the video version of this episode, don't forget to go to YouTube, go to Seller Insights, 
at Zonguru's channel, and that's Zonguru with a Z. I want to get into the whole Shopify thing in a second, but I think one other point that I want to talk about is, you know, when people talk about scaling a business, you know, and there's a big focus on like, how do I scale my sales and, and even brand talk, there's a whole bunch of talk about brand and, and scaling and that and, and driving a business. But, you know, the other big part of it is, is the management and soft skills, you know, and, and if you understand how to one delegate and, and manage property to the kind of things that you just talked about yeah. and, and two, um, depending on, on what type of process it is, but actually create the right standard operating procedure around that process um, and have a way of, you know, putting that into a system like Notion or, or, or whatever it is. Over time, you are building a, a truly scalable asset within your business. And it's not just product focus, it's all the systems around it. And that is something that is going to really help you scale much, much faster because to your point, you can, as the business owner, focus on the vision of where you're going and and kind of feel out some of those problems that are coming your way, rather than getting stuck in all of the all the kind of minutia. So it's a, it's an incredible skill and probably one of the big ones that you got out of running that restaurant. I think that that is probably one of yeah. the massive skills that you got out of that, which is so critical. Um, so yeah, cool. Thanks for for that whole background. And I guess the the, the topic for today is is really that use case of saying, okay, I'm selling on Amazon. Uh, you know, we we teach our customers um, to essentially see. You know, we're we're private label focused, so so we're we're saying, okay, you're creating first and foremost, you're creating a brand. That's what you yes. need to create a private label brand. You need to create this amazing product that attracts customers, that solves problems, that looks cool, that has emotive benefits. Yada yada yada. Creating a brand. The second thing that you're doing is you're taking that brand and you and you're selling it on Amazon because you validated the idea. You want to set it on Amazon, but the third thing there is is we try and say to our customers that hey, you know, Amazon is an amazing place to start, but you should scale beyond Amazon. And and probably one of the first things you should do, and you know, we recommend doing it immediately, is when you create this brand, is create a Shopify site, even if it's just a representation of your brand and you're not selling anything on it, or you're just linking it to your Amazon store. Just have one, you know, start there, yeah. have one, you know, have have an ability to drive people to a squeeze page or whatever it is, collect email addresses. There's a whole bunch of things you should be doing just outside of just e-commerce selling on, on a Shopify site. So, you know, they've set that up, right? So they've, they're selling on Amazon. They're starting to do, let's say 50 grand a month. They're like, okay, this is going well. I have a Shopify website that I'm really just using as a brand experience website. you know, driving people there, using it maybe for some Facebook, you know, traffic. Um, they want to take that step now and they say, okay, I, I actually, I actually think I want to start selling off of Amazon and, and using Shopify as an e-commerce platform. Can you, can you talk us through how do you start that process? What do you think about, how do you validate that? What are some of the tricks and, and, and obstacles to avoid? Totally. Yeah. It's a great question. So I think one of the, the big things that that you need to know, first of all, is that it is, and we talked about this on my, my podcast mm. yesterday, uh, the two of us, it is much easier for a Shopify brand to move over to Amazon, right? Um, than for an Amazon brand to move over to Shopify. So there's a couple of things that we see. So people at um, come to us all the time at Mindful Marketing um, that want to diversify their traffic from Amazon. And here I'll, I'll tell you some of the common pitfalls that we see. So number one, they sell products. They do not sell a brand, right? So 
Amazon is an awesome place, as everybody knows. I mean, probably all your listeners know a lot more about Amazon than I do. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that. I actually feel like I learned a lot from, from you yesterday. Um, but Amazon sellers are really good at selling products, right? That does not always translate over to Shopify, right? It is not the same thing. People are not necessarily just buying a product to solve a particular need. They're buying into the brand, right? We don't just sell leggings at Little and Lively. We sell, and that's our our, our, uh, our kids' brand, Little and Lively, right? We sell um, clothes that are going to last, uh, you know, for their entire childhood, um, which is which is what we've learned from post-purchase surveys and all this sort of stuff that people really, really love is, is this long-lasting stuff. But it's not just that. We're not just selling clothes now, right? We're actually selling a whole community. So we have a VIP group built around this. We have an SMS list built around this. We have all of these things built around our brand um, that, that really create it into a brand. We also have an email list. We have all of these things that are really pushing people into our community and and um, surrounding our brand um, with authority. Um, and so those are some of the things that you need to think about when you're moving off of Amazon. If you're just trying to sell, like somebody came to us that they wanted to sell two, two of their top selling products. Hey, let's start selling these on Shopify. Let's run some Facebook ads to them. Well, I'll tell you, it's not going to work, right? Even like you know, people who are used to running millions of dollars of ad spend every year to Shopify stores from Facebook that I, I know that that is not going to work. We're probably not going to even break even um, on running those. And it's because there needs to be a brand. People need to see it, it's not the same as on Amazon. So think about on Amazon, you know, the likelihood of somebody, um, you know, searching, clicking your product and adding it to cart is way higher than somebody seeing a Facebook ad going to your website and adding to cart. It's just, it's not the same thing. So you need to be following them everywhere they go, showing them features and benefits. Um, it's a much longer, higher frequency um, endeavor when you're running a brand off of Amazon. It's not the same thing as just selling stuff, right? It's it's much different. Yeah. You're selling a whole lifestyle. I Sorry, I, I could talk about this stuff forever, John. But No, no. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a total valid point. And I, and I think, you know, there's so many different types of sellers on Amazon and, and you're absolutely right. I think the first question uh, I ask customers to answer is, okay, you want to sell on Amazon or you, you want to sell products and make some cash flow and then, you know, get your margin eaten into in uh, a year or so if you're lucky um, and then launch another product, you know, and just keep launching products and not building an asset. Or do you want to launch a brand where you um, really think about the, you know, the the emotive qualities and, and this lifestyle or, or, you know, the emotional connection with your avatar. And luckily, most of our customers do that. They actually create a brand that they sell awesome. on Amazon and and they they try and create the mindset of saying, hey, if I'm if someone finds me on Amazon and they're looking for a product and they find my brand, you know, my my objective is to get them to buy that product. And that's the first step in their relationship with us by buying that first lead product. Hopefully uh, through some strategies and tactics, we can get them or, you know, through, we can get them to our website and they can start to engage with the brand, right. And, and yeah. have that brand experience. So if they've done those steps correctly and they, they have this amazing brand and then they can re you know, they can resell the products or whatever, but they have a, a good brand, a website, they have a brand, but they haven't actually started to sell through the Shopify platform. What are, what are the main key things they need to solve in order to be able to um, start selling on Shopify and, you know, hopefully 
finding people and navigating them directly to um yeah to shopify because because one thing that we solve right is we say hey let's use the amazon as a lead magnet let's get them to our website let's you know, get them to download stuff, engage with the brand, and then build an email list that we can remarket to, we can sell them other products. So we kind of have that strategy where we can drive traffic from Amazon, get them to buy something, and then kind of start to build our customer base. But what other ways, you know, do we do we need to focus around Shopify to really start getting traffic going directly to to Shopify? What what are some of your the things that we need to solve? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, let's let, let's talk about that. So first of all, a couple of things that you're going to need on the website before that. You don't have Mama or Papa Amazon's trust factor built in anymore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You no longer have that when you move over to a site. So you need to build out your own trust factor. So what what do you need to do to do that? Um, you need to have reviews, right? Um, now you're going to need to get off Amazon reviews for your products you may potentially be able to, to move some of those over. Um, Testimonials, on, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Great. Um, so you're going to need a lot of that social proof, right? Um, your, uh, you know, basics, um, an Instagram page, and you're going to need to start building up that following. That's all part of that trust, a Facebook page with all of that following. Um, it's all of those social proof signals that are going to send signals to potential customers to trust your brand because it's scary. I think probably everybody in the past 20 years has had an experience where they buy something and the product never shows up, right? That's a very scary experience that I think we've all had. I still remember when I was like 17 or something and I bought something on eBay. I bought an iPod on eBay and it never showed up. And ever since then, I just don't trust stores. Um, And that was on eBay, right? So Um, So you need to really build up that trust factor. Also, another thing on your website, before we get to driving traffic, which is like my favorite discussion, um, but before that, on your website, you need to have um, an about you. You need to personalize the brand, right? Um, People do not want to buy from a faceless entity. They want to buy from a company that has something behind it, that has some core values behind it, that has a reason behind it. The amount of people that will go um, from our homepage over into our FAQs, into our About Us, and then start looking for products when we're looking on Google Analytics, is it's a lot of people. And those people, I actually will use that audience, and we'll get into this in a couple of minutes, I'll use that audience that go to our About Us page as a seed audience for a lookalike audience that I want Facebook to target. Um, because nice. I think it's that it's that powerful of an audience. Those people really, really want to know about you before they're going to make the purchase. So uh, once all of that is set up and your page uh, and and your brand um, really starts to have that authority around it, um, one thing that the Amazon sellers have over Shopify sellers is this over explanation of the product, right? Mm -hmm. Your product descriptions are 10 times better than any Shopify only brand. Um, and that's one amazing thing that and product images, um, most likely if it's going to work on your website, right? If it's going to sell on your website and you're doing well on Amazon already, those images are probably going to translate pretty well into the Shopify world. Yeah. Yeah. So, Great. so, you know, in summary, I think it's a, it's a really important point, but, you know, have your house in order. And all pretty yes. and amazing before you throw a party, right? So, so yes. your, your your house is in order. It's all pretty. You've got all the the right kind of pieces. Um, and so, yeah, we, we can we can talk about traffic. Actually, there's two things I think in terms of house in order that I would like to cover. 
One is any insights on the conversion experience on Shopify. Um, you know, clearly it's different to Amazon. Amazon different and similar, right? I mean, on Amazon, you land on a page, you look at the pictures, the ratings, blah, blah, blah. You add it to your cart. You know, you, you probably got your information saved. Bam, you check out. Um, yeah. You know, it gets delivered to you through Amazon. Tell us a little bit about the conversion experience on Shopify and, and most importantly, the funnel experience. Do you have any tips around that? Like you have a homepage, you have a product page. Do you have any tips around like how to, how to really optimize that so you're getting the most the best click-through rate and hopefully the best um, conversion rate. So, so you have the little like messages or, or things that we should be communicating to those people to get them to buy as they click through, add their credit cards, et cetera. Totally. So when somebody lands, actually one thing that we found across basically every single one of our brands, and this is one thing that I think would be a pitfall for some Amazon sellers when they first start is do not drive traffic to a product, right? Drive it to your homepage. I know it seems really, really simple um, mm. or perhaps another landing page, but drive them to your homepage and have all of that trust information that we talked about before on that homepage. So uh, the ideal homepage would be hero image, not a moving image, not a video, just a hero image of, of whatever you're trying, um, uh, you know, lifestyle wise trying to show. Um, next would be all of your different product categories underneath that, right? So that people know exactly where to go. Our homepage has a 10% bounce rate. What that means is that only 10% of people come to our homepage and go off of the homepage because we give them so many options to then get into the wormhole that is our website, right? So we then show, like, for instance, I'll I'll just use our our brand as an example, right? So it'd be like shop kids, shop baby, shop women, shop men, shop youth. So then people are like, okay, well, I came here for women's clothing. So they go into the women's section and now they're going to have all the different options from there show up. We're also going to have, uh, you know, if you like this product, you may like this product, just like Amazon. So we'll actually steal some, some of the ideas from Amazon. Um, some other things that you can do from there is bundle products together, right? So we've got bonnets and rompers. Um, those go together really well. So we'll be like, oh, well, if you like that, you'll probably want to bundle it together with this. And so that's just getting people to, to add to cart, right? The whole idea, and, and this is probably very similar with Amazon, is you're not trying to sell a, sell the product. You're just trying to sell the next step of the experience, right? So when they come to the, the homepage, my, the next sell after that is getting them onto another page, hopefully a product page eventually, and for them to add to cart. So once they add to cart, remember that th- this is different than Amazon. Again, you've got about a 90% abandoned cart rate. Sure. Right? So... Um, whatever way that you can do to to continually remind people that they at one point were interested enough to hit add to cart. Um, and I'm not talking about just like banging people over the head with retargeting ads like, hey, your cart's still here. Your cart's still here. Giving them some kind of discount. I, I don't love that. What I like is um, and what we found incredibly effective is actually following up with brand story campaigns in your retargeting. So say somebody adds to cart, we're going to actually set up a video series of uh, about all about our brand and show them that. And then we're going to also run them through a series um, on email. That's our frequently asked questions because most times people, they like with brands like this, their number one reason for not buying is generally not price. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not what we see as, as the driving factor. 
factor. It's that they couldn't get the information and they didn't trust you enough, right? They could not get the, the shipping information, right? Uh, that's, that's a big one. Where are your clothes made? A lot of people want to know that like, hey, my clothes are actually made like in Canada. That's a big thing in, in Canada here. And I know that's a big, that's been a big push um, down in the States as well. So following up with those frequently asked questions, those about us um, things, rather than just pushing some discount on them right away, that's the difference. That's this this mental shift that, that you'll need to make if you're going to move over to the Shopify platform um, and just selling direct to consumer in that way. Yeah, I mean, such a such an awesome insight. I think it's it's such a key little nugget that you said there, which is like people are not abandoning cart because of price. They're abandoning because they don't have enough information to make the decision yet. And I think it's so critical even in our Amazon world is like, you know, taking that that time to take a buddy or whatever, give him a use case and say, hey, you are this person, you are buying this product for this use case, go through, buy it, think of all the things that you need an answer to in order to buy it and then record that session and, and feed that back to me. It's so critical because you find so many uh, FAQs, I guess, that, that you probably haven't uh, addressed yet and you need those answers um, totally. to, to get that done. So super cool. Another question, and, and I, uh, I, I guess the question I have there is, you know, creating an email list, you know, is 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 critical or, or, or generating a customer list. Um, you get these annoying pop-ups on Shopify, all that kind of stuff. Hey, my newsletter, whatever. What's, what's your kind of tip on that in terms of, you know, outside of the purchase, but uh, getting them to, to, to give their email address? Um, what's your best strategy on that? So I've got a new strategy that I think is working incredibly well. Um, and it's a mobile only strategy and it's using a, a, a company, a software company out there called Recart. And what, what they do is when somebody comes to your website for the first time, uh, or you can, you can have all sorts of stipulations of when you want to show this pop-up, but I love this pop-up. It works so well. And it says, uh, do you want a mystery discount? It's not, <laughs> it's not a spin to win. It's just like, do you want a mystery discount? And then what it does is it actually brings them to messenger um, which is a, like Messenger is still like a semi-owned channel. So like face, Facebook Messenger. Once they click yes, you can actually message them anytime you want by paying about 1.4 cents um, to start a conversation. You can either message them within 24 hours or that. So we'll say, um, so they, they say yes, that they want that. Awesome. I now have them as a subscriber on Messenger. Next, uh, it says, okay. Uh, we actually have it split tested uh, out 50-50. Um, do you want to um, or enter your phone number or your email address um, to uh, to get your discount? And then it'll count down five, four, three, two, one. Um, and it will randomize one of those discounts that we've plugged into the system. There's about five of them that we've put in there. It'll randomize that, give it to them. And then if they haven't purchased within 24 hours, there's an automatic follow-up on Facebook Messenger to remind them to use that discount. So mm. to me, that has been massive for gaining subscribers and, and really good subscribers uh, on both sides. So like we'll, anytime we're doing a big launch, we'll also send out a, a message to our list, to our messenger list. Ours is about 11,000 people. So like not massive, mm. but like really, really effective when we're sending that uh, message out to them. Amazing. Yeah. I wonder if you could, you could double down on that question where it's like, okay, give us your email address you get 10% off. Hey, do you want to double down on that? Verify the email that we just sent you. Click on that and then you can get 20% or something. I don't know. You know, just so you can totally, get totally. Or you system. could get their SMS right there too, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to get exclusive access to episodes early, 
go to our private Facebook group, Amazon Seller Network, subscribe today, and you can get episodes as soon as they're released, as well as be able to interact with our whole massive community right there in that private Facebook group. Any other uh, software plugins that are super critical for for your e-commerce Shopify store? Any any other plugins or anything that, that are really important? I know there's a whole bunch, obviously, in Shopify. I don't know if there's... Yeah, specifics. there's... There's, there's so many, I mean, there's, and it really depends what, what life cycle of the, of your business that you're in, as you're creating your brand on Shopify. Um, we were just looking yesterday, we were working with some custom developers and, uh, we looked at our app list and we have 53 apps that we're running right now. (laughs) So there's just, there's a lot of, a lot of different software that we're using right now, uh, in there. And that doesn't include other sales channels, uh, that, that we're a part of as well. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, I think a big thing in, uh, similar to Amazon, whereas Amazon sellers aren't aren't in charge of getting their reviews, right? Amazon facilitates that. As a Shopify merchant, you are responsible for getting your own reviews. And nice. so a product like stamps.io is really, really important to get those reviews on your site. It's really great for search mm. engine optimization, um, really great again for trust, right? Whatever you do, don't use false scarcity. It will not work and it will degradate any sort of trust that people have in you. Only Um, two lists. Blah, blah, blah. That kind of thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. That false scarcity, people can see through that. Maybe five years ago, they couldn't. But now, because everybody's doing it, do not do it, Mm. right? Think about it like as, you know, we talk about this with my, my older kids now, that like they're depositing into the trust bank continually with us, right? So then we give them a little bit more. It's the same thing that you're doing with your customer, right? You're, you're continually depositing into the trust bank, but as soon as you lie, they, they will not trust you after that, right? So uh, that's, that's just another tip um, for you guys. Don't, don't get into that false um, uh, scarcity mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I think that allows just this whole idea of creating a you know, a solid, honest business over time, and and the more the more you don't get attracted by these gray hat, you know, sneaky kind of tactics, sales tactics. I think the the, the more transparent your brand is, and and the better you can do in the long run. And again, if you're creating a brand, it's all your brand is only as important as your customers. So if you if you've got the right customers and they're happy, you're good. Um, yeah, amazing. So uh, I, I know we we want to we want to end pretty soon, but let's talk a little bit about you know this is probably the the one of the bigger differences, at least between our private label audience and, and Shopify is um, probably the, the, the expertise around, um, you know, off of e-commerce, uh, you know, um, marketing or advertising. Yeah. Um, clearly yeah. for, for Amazon sellers, we focus on PPC. We do do, uh, you know, things around launch like rebate. We do do fa- uh, Facebook and, and that is um, an area that um, a lot of us are playing in. Um, but, you know, um, I guess if you if you do things right on Amazon, you don't necessarily need off of off of Amazon traffic. So maybe some tips around that. Like, you know, I, great. I have I have a Shopify. You know, I'm all set up. My house is in order. I've got some traffic coming from Amazon already where they bought a product. I've got them through my my inserts or whatever. I'm getting them to come to my site. What are some other ways to get traffic uh, to your Shopify site? So one. One thing that uh, I had a really interesting conversation a while ago on my podcast, um, Secrets of Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. It was with the former CMO of Movement Watches. He was there with them nice. right from, from their like meteoric rise, like back in 2013 when they first started. And I said, you know, looking back now, what would you do differently? And he's like, I would have gone 
all in on paid ads at the time. And he said, you know, with any, he's actually off building another new brand right now. And uh, just saying that he is going all in on that performance marketing piece to start, right? So once the brand's established and you've, you've, you know, validated your product, which you can, you've already done on Amazon, right? You've, you've gone through all the product validation there, then just start running as much performance marketing as you can testing all of the different variations um, that Facebook ads has to offer. Uh, one thing that we've been going through um, at our agency is we realized that we've had, and we weren't systematized at, at one point on this, but we have 59 unique strategies that we use at Mindful Marketing to be able to push traffic um, and test traffic in different ways. Um, and so that's really, really important. Spend money on, um, spend a lot more money than you think on retargeting people, right? Like I said earlier in the podcast, people need to see that ad a lot of times, like I'm talking like a frequency of 30. They need to see that ad 30 times before they're going to, to, to really make that decision. So spend a lot more money than you think you need to on your retargeting. Um, do, you, do you want me to get into like some, some paid traffic tactics or? or- uh, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think it's good to understand that, uh, you know, paid media tactics are, are important. Um, Again, you know, I think, you know, one of the challenges is, is, is understanding it in depth enough to not screw it up, you know, because you're spending money. So, you know, um, ensuring, I don't know if you have any tips on, on how to really um, become, you know, it, it's, as you're growing your business, I think it's important to kind of take on that, that area of expertise first and understand it to a certain level before you delegate it. But do you have any advice on, on how to kind of learn the, the best way on, on Facebook uh, marketing or advertising and driving traffic to Shopify, any resources or ways to approach that? Yeah, totally. Why don't, I'll, I'll give you some tips here to, to start. Okay. So, so one big thing you have to think about with Facebook is the Facebook pixel, right? That's the tracking that Facebook uses across all websites, um, you know, on the web essentially have the Facebook pixel installed. So they know who's buying what everywhere, right? They, they can link your profile up with, whatever your you know, purchasing habits are like. So all of that to say, you need to feed Facebook as much data as possible before you're going to get really good results. Uh, one of the employees uh, at my, actually my head of sales um, at our marketing agency just launched a new brand. And we're mm. super happy right now with him getting return on ad spends of 1.5-ish. So put a dollar in, get 1.5 out because he doesn't have any data yet. He hasn't given Facebook data like, hey, this is my customer. So unless until he has about a thousand purchases, Facebook still doesn't have enough data points. I mean, maybe at a hundred purchases, maybe maybe Facebook starts to get some good data points. Mm-hmm. I like about a thousand. And then Facebook's like, ah, that's the person that, that likes that 66-year-old grandma that you know, has grandparents or grandkids and likes this certain thing. That's the person that we're going to go after. And then Facebook starts to use their algorithm to really um, up your results. So feed as much data as you can into Facebook. That's, that's the number one thing that I would, that I would start with. Um, Facebook will take it from there once you start to actually feed that data in. So, you know, if you are running a Shopify store and you are running some traffic through it and over onto Amazon, get that pixel into Shopify, um, get Google analytics into Shopify. That will also, you'll also be able to retarget people on Google eventually, uh, once you've built up a big enough audience. So, so those are some of the big tips that I would, um, do to start, 
um, with Facebook ads. And then as far as the resource is concerned, look no further than Facebook themselves. Um, the blueprint, the Facebook blueprint um, levels one and two are perfect for anybody running Facebook ads. We don't even look at like we're hiring constantly at our agency. We don't even look at people who haven't done the blueprint yet because um, it's just really amazing, uh, just basic knowledge. Amazing. Um, and outside of paid media, um, any other tips on, on how to get traffic to, to the site? Well, I, I would say build up a good social following. So, so the ones that are that are really driving traffic still would be Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're still going to see a lot of traffic from Instagram. We still have probably ten thousand clicks uh, a week ish mm -hmm. that are coming from Instagram over to our page. Um, so that's great. Uh, and then TikTok as well is driving a lot of traffic for brands right now. Again, I don't know what the quality of that traffic yet. Uh, it's kind of too early to tell, but those are the two that I would go all in on um, as far as a new brand is concerned. All right, dancing TikTok videos, got it. All right, sweet. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not rocket science, right? These guys are, are built to be paid marketing machines. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, you can, you can, if you have a great product, you're gonna generate traffic from those facebook's incentivized to make sure that you can get return on that ad spend the stuff is there just do it understand how to do it use the facebook blueprints um and and get that jamming so super cool man i think uh we've covered a lot i think you know that is the the evolution for our our sellers which is you know create a brand sell on amazon use it use it as a lead magnet get them off to your shopify get some traffic there build a list Use that to launch other products, you know, remarket to that list and then start to drive actual traffic to your Shopify um, store um, and then and then go from there. And, and one way that we do also use Shopify is we, we use it to what you exactly said, which is like get that Facebook traffic to your Shopify store. Um, either, you know, use it as a landing page and then get them directly to Amazon to buy there if it's easier for them or, or you can put them into your, your e-commerce uh, funnel. So... Cool. Uh, we covered a bunch, I think, just to end it, because I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but um, maybe just your 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 latest uh, work-life genius hack, if you have one. Sure. I was actually having a great <laughs> argument with my uh, two business partners at the agency about this earlier today. Oh, cool. There you go. Perfect time. Um, yeah. <laughs> argument, just to chat about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're going to waste a bunch of time fighting over this thing. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, um, so one thing I really love not working. I love non-work. Uh, for for the thinking, for the I believe I just feel like there's so much more out there than money, right? Um, mm -hmm. and that's you you know you're you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, that's really easy for you to say, right? Now that you're you know making good money, <laughs> but there really is. There's so much more out there, and so I really try to actually believe that. So my hack is that I only uh, have my calendar open between nine and two every day. So I'm at mm -hmm. 2.15 right now. I'm, I'm almost a pumpkin right now thinking mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm working too late today. <laughs> so I, that's, that's my calendar. You know, occasionally I will have to do some work afterwards and I'll schedule mm -hmm. some podcast interviews or something maybe after, but I really try and stick to that. And that's because that's when my kids are in school is during that mm -hmm. time. Um, so I walk them to school every single day. And, uh, I really do try, we, my wife and I each have assistants, um, and we, we get them to pick them up on occasion, but I really try and practice what I preach that I believe that my time is the most valuable thing, not my money. And yeah, so I just jam it in that. 
those, those five hours. Um, and I still do try and take a lunch as well throughout that time. So that's my, my work-life balance sort of hack is it's a little bit spiky. It, during the workday, do not try and get a hold of me. It's, it won't happen. Like my, I have no time during that. But for the rest of it, man, do I ever try and be present with my friends and my family. And it works. I don't know. I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been before. So, Yeah, I totally 100% agree. I think, you know, as you get into these positions of leadership within your business or, or whatever it is, I think that understanding that um, if you are working constantly every single day, you know, 12 hours a day, all that kind of stuff, you are not doing your business justice and you're not doing your life justice. And I think that's that space space to breathe is a critical thing that when you get that right, um, the benefit to your business, because you can start to really think about where this thing is going, what's happening and get some good ideas in is so much more critical. So, and obviously spending time with your family. I mean, we're only here for, for a short time. So that's it, man. We knocked it out. You have the perfect time to go and uh, pick up the kids and enjoy your Friday afternoon. Really good to connect. Um, how do, how do people get hold of you? If they want to connect with my mindful marketing um, and, and importantly, what kind of, person or what kind of business do they need to be to, to ensure that they're reaching out at the right time? Yeah, totally. So you can go to mindfulmarketing.co and, and um, our whole goal at Mindful Marketing is, right? So building up big communities of people who are going to purchase from you. If you heard what I said earlier, uh, you know, yesterday we did $135,000 in a launch. Um, mm-hmm. That was without any ads. There was not a single ad running um, throughout that time. Uh, in fact, the, 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 um, the website was password protected um, for about $100,000 of that sales. So um, just, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. So as far as brands that that would make sense to, to contact us, we actually have a new, a new program for, for brands just getting into Facebook advertising and, and Google advertising. And it's more of a light program where we're really able to try and validate your product, especially for people that are on Amazon, um, seeing if we can validate your product with a, a smaller ad spend. So, so really any sort of brand that's looking to, to get off of, uh, sorry, di- more diversify your traffic from Amazon. Um, those would be great people to reach out to us. We actually, for any podcast that I go on to, we give away a $500 product um, uh, on our website. It's called the growth plan, the e-commerce growth plan. So it looks at where you're at right now. And then we actually give you a roadmap of where we think that you should go. Um, so the URL for that is mindfulmarketing.co. Uh, slash growth plan dash apply. Um, so yeah, please feel free. And if you can't remember that URL, just go to mindfulmarketing.co and, and you can just put a contact form in. But we really, that's like our favorite thing to do is create these growth plans for people and either hand them off or potentially us execute the growth plan for them. Just go to mindfulmarketing.co and, and just wait for the retargeting ads. You'll find everything you need. <laughs> oh my gosh, you will get retargeted like crazy. <laughs> You'll see my face everywhere. Nice. All right, good. <laughs> um, awesome. Good to hang. I know it's been two days and uh, and uh, or two two following days. And uh, yeah, definitely a, a good couple of uh, conversations. And I look forward to the next one. So uh, hopefully Me we can keep, keep, in, keep in touch for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. All right, man. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts and subscribe today to check out all of our other episodes.